I'm Matt Swain, and you're listening to the Reimagining Communications podcast, where we discuss the opportunities and challenges facing companies on the road to optimizing their communications for the future. Today, we're going to mix things up a bit. I recently led a keynote panel on customer experience at Explore 19, which is billed as the premier digital document and customer communications industry event. And I want to share some highlights from that discussion in a few minutes. But first, let me set the stage with Skip Hank, president and CEO of Explore. Skip, thanks for joining today. Well, Matt, thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate you taking the time. Certainly. So, Skip, tell us a little bit about Explore. Well, Explora was originally founded as a Xerox users group back in 1978. And over the years, it's, it's morphed into expanding and including other vendors, enterprise users, and fundamentally has become a organization focused on providing best practices, education, industry certification uh, to people within our industry. And we're no longer just focused on print. We're also encompassed or encompassing all of the omni-channel, multi-channel communication. So it's, it's very different than it was originally back in 1978. Excellent. And talk to me about how those changes have influenced this year's event. Well, you know, of course, we, we still have our core people that, you know, do print and mail and transaction but because of multi-channel and omni-channel communications and, and how we communicate with our customers, we've expanded our curriculum to include those different channels and best practices. So while print is still part of our DNA, all of the things that surround communications with our customers have been incorporated into our programming. Excellent. So one of those panels that was the, that customer experience keynote panel that I had served on, and I was presenter and moderator. And one of the things that I led out with was some thoughts from some of Broadridge's research on what makes a great customer experience. And it's always an interesting topic because customer experience is so subjective. What's a good customer experience for you might be completely different for me because we were looking at different attributes. So... In that research, what we found was when we asked consumers to identify a provider that was best in class for them across you know, telco, utility, healthcare, insurance, banking, investments, we found that what, when, company, when, when consumers locked on to a certain company, they then said what differentiated that company was most often that it communicates clearly in comparison to their other providers. It has exceptional customer service. It has an easy-to-navigate online experience. It also provides consistent communications across platforms and channels. So to skip to your point, you know, that omni-channel experience. Yeah, I mean, from a personal perspective, I believe the research is spot on. And it's clear and concise, which is one of your points. You know, we're all inundated with communications via host of channel. People, I think, in general are looking for not only clear but concise communications, communications without clarity that do not get to the point quickly are generally ineffective. And if a communication is not clear, it's too long or complex, you not only frustrate the recipients, but, but you lose their attention very quickly. And as you brought up, people are looking for that consistency across 
all of the communications channels. A key one to me is uh, with regards to the online experience. Mm -hmm. uh, more people are going to the web. I personally don't want to speak with someone unless I have to. I want to go to a website, get the information or product I'm looking for, and then move on with my life. But if I have to speak with a customer service rep, my interactions with them, I think in many cases, determines what I'll, whether I'll remain a customer or not. And to me, the best customer service experience I've had are with companies that empower their people to fix the problem. So once again, I think from my perspective that your research is spot on. Great. Thanks, Skip. So let's dive into an introduction to our panelists and some of the highlights from that session. We'll start with a familiar personality from episode 14, Haley Wilson, who is a customer communications experience specialist at biotech firm Illumina. Here's Haley introducing herself at the event. So I'm so, so excited to be here with all of you today. Like Matt said, my name's Haley Wilson. I have 10 years of customer communications experience. And, and in that time, I've had an opportunity to wear all the different hats that communicators get to wear. And I've done public relations, media relations. The bulk of my experience has been with crisis communications with utilities. So in my time, I've seen it all, guys. I've seen the bad and I've seen the ugly. I have dealt with nuclear events and wildfires and hurricanes. So there's not a lot in the world that scares me. And all of this has led me to my role here at Illumina. Our other panelist in this session was Antoine DuPont, who's a marketing consultant, strategist, video marketer, and co-owner and CEO of Catapult Marketing. Antoine is going to introduce himself here, and then you'll hear me dive into the first panel question. So I'm uh, Uncle Fester from Paris, France. I have been in the uh, U.S. for 30 years now, uh, background in hospitality and culinary. My first boss was Gordon Ramsay. So if you want to insult me, you better bring your A-game because I've heard everything, <laughs> right? I switched in uh, digital marketing in 2001. Been helping business owners basically create a, a, a presence that is meaningful with digital marketing. We started, I grew my business with email marketing. Now I'm a public speaker and I help business owners make sense of this. How do you basically market your company with this new device that every single one of you have in their pocket? So that's it. That's me. So Antoine, talk to me about how the marketing landscape has evolved in recent years and how you've had to evolve your offerings as well with this. Well, what we have to do is we have to communicate where the customers are and how they want to be communicated to. And primarily is going to be on this device here. There's a great example of the fiasco that the eruption of the volcano in Iceland basically grounded thousands of flights in Europe. And one of the main provider that had the massive disruption was KLM. And they had thousands of people that were stranded and it was, a, it, it was a disaster for them because people wanted help and they wanted help now. So how they responded to that is they created a, a customer support of about, I believe it's 130 people that work 24 seven and that speaks 40 different languages. Because what they figured out and the outcome of that disaster was that people, when they want help, they want it now and they want it on the device that they're using. And that has transformed, that's how they've actually have disrupted 
customer service in Europe by basically being available 24 seven on yeah. Facebook. If you're in Europe, just go on KLM and ask for help and on any language and someone will answer to you within one minute. And that's extraordinary. Your people are on those platforms. How are you communicating to them in the fashion and in the platform that they're on? Excellent. And, and I think that does speak to the, uh, the, the customer service data point that we had up there, which was the second most frequently cited on what, what differentiates a company. Yeah, there's actually a, a study that came out that 86% of customers are willing to pay more if they're going to get a better customer experience. Yes. People will pay more. Haley, for the, the customer experience trends we covered, is there anything else that on top of that relative to your world that you've seen evolving in recent years? Yeah, totally. So when I think about the state of CX and where I see it coming and going in the next five years, I kind of take a step back and I look at the things that you talked about, like personalization and having good data. And ultimately, it's all about one thing. And this is very true for every company in the world. It's all about an effortless customer experience. And I hear a lot of talk about, can we be like Amazon? Can we be like Apple? And they're so cool, and they are. Don't get me wrong, I think it's, it's a good exercise to look at the Olympians in terms of CX, but you should not be worried about being high touch or being approachable or being friendly until you have an effortless customer experience. And I'm gonna tell you why. It's because we are so busy. And when you think about personalization, why do people want personalization? It's not because they're trying to have a relationship with their email. So I think it's really important that as you are looking at your CX, you are thinking in terms of how can I make this easier for my customer? In order to do that, you have to deeply understand your customer. And that's why at Illumina we do, we offer a lot of tools and part of our customer experience team, or we do journey mapping. We will sit down with cross-functional teams and we'll say, okay, Put yourself in the shoes of the customer. What, what are they thinking? What are they feeling? What's their overall day look like? Because there's so much outside of our control that impacts that customer. And so what can we do to make it, make it easier? And in order to do that, you have to have good data. We continued the discussion about who owns customer experience. And that's where we pick up with Antoine's perspective. I completely agree. Every single person in your company is in charge of customer experience and customer support, every single person. What I do with some of my clients when we're consulting into improving the customer experience is literally making a list of every single touch point you have with a customer. Every single one. Starting with when they land on your website and they don't know you, what is the experience there? If they're going to be filling out a form, how is that going to actually feel for them? It starts there has the experience of filling out a form on a phone. What is the notification? What is it saying to me? How is it communicating back to me? You don't have a second chance to make a first right. impression. Right. And I think you really have to look at that. Where are the people that have an iPhone in the room? Right? I'm just gonna give you an example here of something. I don't know if you know that. That when you, when you get an iPhone, when you get the box, I don't know if you notice, you can look at it, but when you open the box, the box goes there's a little f to it. That's not by accident. That's by design. 
they've actually looked at that and looked at your experience. You would think that the real experience is when I have the phone. No, it's actually when you walk into the store, when you talk to someone, actually when you have the box. Now you're all excited, you're in there in your car, you're at home and you open the box and the box is giving you a tactile experience. There's a something that the box does that is different. They looked at that detail. There's actually probably had a room of people around a table thinking like, how could we make that experience of just simply opening the box different? And not making it a wow experience, but making it a, oh, that was different. You wanna think in terms of that, every single thing that people are interacting with when they're receiving an email, when they're receiving an invoice, when they're getting a receipt, what is that experience? Is this an experience that has them go, oh, or is just an experience that has them, meh, Right. And we don't want to met because we have to compete at some level. If you don't figure this out, your competition will. One of the key things is it's not only your competition. So that, that's one end of it. But it's also you are competing with the consumer's last best experience in whatever channel they've had, whether it's Absolutely. Uber or Amazon or you know, whatever. That's, that's, the, that's where the moving target component of the discussion comes in because everyone's one-upping the game. Haley, how, how do you guys react to the one-upmanship in a B2B world? It's a great question. I think it all goes back to setting expectations with your customer. You know, I, like I said, I get, the, I get the Amazon and the Apple question a lot. I'm sure you do too, Antoine. And I love them. I'm a consumer of both of those companies. But Illumina customers aren't expecting an Amazon-like experience from us. They want an effortless experience that is empathetic to their needs. And so I think it's about setting your brand promise, really understanding what are the expectations you are setting with your customer, and then figuring it out if you're actually meeting those expectations. And there's only one way to do that, guys. I hate to tell you, but you're gonna have to talk to your customers. They're the ones that are gonna tell you whether or not you suck or you do great. And talking to the customers is one part of that, but it's also, it's about getting the right people in the room internally and saying, right guys, we're gonna take a half day, I'm gonna buy you lunch, we're going to sit down and chart out this whole experience. And we've done this, we probably do once, one a week with a different team at Illumina. And you wouldn't believe some of the things, even these really mature processes, we are still uncovering things that we had no idea that we were missing. We did one on customer onboarding with one of our technical experts who actually unpacks the machine and installs them into the, the organization. And we discovered after looking at 25 different touch points just in the first two weeks of this customer's experience, that's a whole other thing, that we didn't actually send them any warranty information. So we were actually shipping them the instrument, installing the instrument, and then our customer contact center was getting bombarded with calls like, well, what, what do I, what's my warranty on this? And so that was a huge miss that we never would have even noticed if we hadn't done that exercise of journey mapping. One audience member asked how people who manage transactional or business-critical communications could strategically approach attaining budget earmarked for customer experience, which tends to reside in marketing. Here's the response. It's a great question. And as a communicator, budget is always a fight. And it's 
our job, it's my job internally to tell that story to the people above me to explain, okay, if you don't give us the resources to do X, Y, and Z, then what you're going to have is this. And so I always go in with multiple options because people like options. They like to feel they have a choice in things, don't we? So I go in with what I like to call the Tesla plan, which is like super nice. It's got everything you ever could want. And then I go in and then I also come in with what I call the Honda plan, which is maybe not quite all of the, the bells and whistles, but and I may not get the Tesla plan, but I can live with the Honda plan. So it's about really, really doing a good job of explaining the benefits and where that, those dollars are going. Because internally, and I've, I've been in five different companies in my time, people have a really hard time understanding what communications is and defining what that is. And I'm always like, I don't own the written word. Okay, I, I, I'm not gonna write your email for you. That's not what I do. I look at things as a strategy. And so it's really about storytelling internally to try to really help them understand where those resources are going to go. Well, I'll say, because I'm dealing in a different context. I'm dealing with a lot of with, uh, with smaller businesses. But what's really interesting is that 70% of your consumers are coming to you to buy your product. I've, uh, they've already made 70% of their decision. Because there's so much information that is available on the internet that they're not coming out of the blue like they don't have any clue of what you guys are doing. They've educated themselves. We've all looked at reviews and, you know, comparison, compare this and compare that. We've all done it, right? Every single one of us. I mean, whether we go on vacation, whether we buy a refrigerator, whether we buy a car, and whether we buy printing, whatever we're selling, people educate themselves. So that 70% is, is staggering because if you think about it, that's, that's really coming from communication and marketing. And yet, the second a business starts to struggle, the first thing to be cut is communication and marketing. Always. Always. And if we want to grow a company, and if we want to actually expand, the first thing we're going to do is hire more salespeople. We have it backwards. So we basically need to conduct ourselves in the year that we're in, where your consumer, your customers are coming to the table already have made 70% of their decision. Your job is just to convert that 30%. We ended the session with the all-important question, if attendees walk away with nothing else, what is the key takeaway from this session? 86% of your buyers will pay more for a better customer experience. 86%. Haley, how about for you? I have so many things I want to say, so <laughs> let, me just, let me just say really quickly, I know that CX is like the new hot topic and it's super fun. I love it. I mean, it's what I do. But you cannot have good CX until you have good employee experience. So get your employees happy. Give them input. Give them a chance to have a little skin in the game. And I promise you, you will have better CX because happy employees lead to happy customers. So I had a few thoughts of my own that kind of build on yours. It's engaging experiences matter. Yep. Simplify your communications and maximize the value of the customer mindshare. Coming back to the customer, making sure that you're gathering that insight and you're processing it and then, and then implementing the feedback that you receive. So Skip, any closing thoughts from you about customer experience in the world of customer communications today? 
Well, I truly believe a good customer experience is essential to the success of a company, whether they're large or small. It's a culture that's driven from the top down, and every company should not only be focusing on it, but measuring and changing as technology and human behavior changes over time. A special thanks to my panelists from Explore 19 and to Skip Hank for his time and insights today. Skip, thanks for having Broadridge participate in this year's event. Well, once again, Matt, thank you for taking the time, and I appreciate it. I'm Matt Swain, and you've been listening to the Reimagining Communications podcast. If you like this episode and think someone else would too, please share it, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe. To learn more about Broadridge, our insights, and our innovations, visit broadridge.com or find us on Twitter and LinkedIn. LinkedIn.